and start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our guest segment. We are super excited to have her with us for the first time. Her name is Rachel Richards, and you might remember her from her first book, which was a bestseller called Money Honey. Uh, was that the name of your first book, Rachel? Hi, Jim. Yeah, I was money, honey, money, honey. OK, great. And uh, in this book, uh, I have I've been going through this all week. If you could see this book, it's all dog eared. I've got all kinds of post-it notes in it. I've written all the way through it. And and my listeners are so excited about this book. This has never happened before. I've heard from probably a dozen or more that have contacted me and said they they had already bought your book knowing you were coming on tonight because they just saw my brief description of it and they wanted to have the book while they were listening to the interview, which I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah, that's really cool. And so just to give people reading it and sharing it. Yeah. So uh, this, the backstory on this is you were able to retire at the age of 27 with $10,000 a month in passive income. And most people right there, that's all they need to know. And they're interested in what your story is. Um, But I wanted to kind of explore a little bit more about your background. Did I understand it right from your Twitter page that you actually, uh, not too many years ago, lived in Italy as an au pair? I did, yes. It was several years ago. I was kind of between jobs and unsure what to do. And I used that as a a reason to go to Italy for a few months and work as an au pair. That's interesting um, because we talk a lot about those kinds of things like um, house sitting and, and those kinds of sort of, you know, interesting ways of of getting to, to travel without spending very much money. Um, so the one thing about this book, and by the way, folks, if you want to get it, it's on Amazon. It's called Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement. Her name is Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-E-L, and then the last name is Richards. So you should find it pretty quickly over there on Amazon. And then before the interview's out, Rachel, we'll give like your website and all of that uh, type of thing. But so much of what was in this book, I have to tell you, um, I could have written this book because this is the same kind of things I say in my seminars. And I love the fact that you start out by explaining to people that this whole idea of the nest egg, that this is dead. But there are still so many people around uh, financial planners in particular that are preaching this idea that if you just save up enough that you're going to be able to live off of that. And when you look at like interest rates are crashing to zero percent, it's hard to live off of a portfolio of savings. Tell us why you said that the nest egg idea is dead. 
Yeah, there's a couple reasons. Um, and, and the nest egg theory, it, it's the whole idea of saving up this big chunk of money so that when you retire, you can live off of that during retirement. And this probably used to work pretty well, but the thing is, times have changed a lot over the past few years, and we haven't really kept up with that. So some of the big changes are that, um, one, life expectancy has increased. So that's more years of retirement that we're going to have to fund. Um, another really alarming statistic, statistic is the fact that the Social Security Trust Fund is projected to be fully depleted by the year 2035. So people my age and even people older than me can't even count on Social Security to necessarily be there during retirement. Um, also, pensions aren't common anymore. And what's been the most crippling for my generation is that the cost of college has placed an enormous burden on students. So all these different factors have made this nest egg theory very tough to attain. Um, in fact, there are so many studies now that are citing that millennials will need to accumulate at least $2 million by age 65 in order to retire. And that is a large chunk of money. I'm really seeing that people want a more attainable way of retiring. And that's where passive income comes into play because anyone, no matter their age or income, can create passive income. Yeah. And so you get into a lot of different ideas in the book, but I, I want to run this thought by you because um, I'll tell you when this hit me. Um, I I started self-publishing and I know you self-publish as well. I was with many different publishers over the years and I've written over 30 books. So I, I've, I know the publishing industry pretty well. And I figured out at some point along the way that they were making most of the money and I wasn't making very much. And so I decided to go off into self-publishing. And so I remember one of my first books that I self-published, um, it, it, it didn't make very much. It, it was like a couple hundred bucks a month was coming in from it. And at that same time, one of my relatives was all excited about like a pension check they were going to be getting that was about $200 a month. And it was something where um, they had worked for years and years and years, and then they were going to get this small pension and they were excited for this to start. And I thought to myself, huh, I, I wrote this little book and uh, it's just an ebook and I'm getting 200 bucks a month. And then they worked all these years to get this pension and that's around 200 bucks a month. And I thought to myself, man, that's like the same as if I had worked all those years to get that pension like they did. And I just created this asset out of nothing. And I started looking at money like a different way, like all of these little income streams. I started thinking about in terms of like, how much would I have to have in a CD to have 200 bucks a month? And I started running the numbers and I started getting so excited about all these passive income ideas because, you know, a hundred bucks a month, 200 bucks a month is not, you know, it's hard to get excited about that. But when you add that up with a lot of other things and now you're looking at 2000, 3000, 5000 a month, I mean, this is way more than people are ever going to get from any of their pensions, their social security or anything. And all of this stuff. Stuff is covered in your book. So what do you think about this idea of looking at like creating your own pension by building these kind of like virtual assets, ebooks and and the like? Yes, I'm so passionate about the idea of passive income. The epiphany that I had a few years ago with my husband is that once your passive income exceeds your living expenses, 
you're retired, right? You don't have to go into work anymore for a paycheck. You're financially independent. So that's what our goal was, was to create enough passive income to offset our expenses. And then we even wanted to take it a step further because we wanted to have a buffer room. We wanted to even have enough passive income where we were still saving money. So that's what we started aiming for $10,000 per month. And the great thing is, you might be able to do this with one passive income stream. You know, a lot of people do this with real estate investing, but that tends to take more money. Um, but like you said, there are so many other different ways to create passive income that are even more attainable than that. And when you have 10 smaller passive income streams, those add up fast. Um, with passive income, you really have to be able to invest either time or money because it's not some get rich quick scheme, right? It takes time or money to create. But then once you have the passive income stream created and launched, then that's really when it becomes more hands off. So you, so for a lot of people, people might have more time than money. And that's where an ebook comes into play because anyone can write an ebook. You can write multiple ebooks, be making a few hundred bucks from each one. You can launch an online course. There's a lot of different royalty generating passive income streams. But like you said, those add up. If you have 10 of those income streams that are making a few hundred bucks, then you can be retired in no time. And I know you get a lot into self-publishing and and uh, because I've written so many books, people will be, you know ask me all the time, you know, how do I write a book? And um, th- you you recommend some books on, on publishing in, in your book, which is great. Um, but people don't you don't have to be really a good writer to write a book because you can hire editors, you can, you know, get people to help you even just in your local community. But when you look at Amazon now, the ability to self-publish a print book, self-publish an ebook for the Kindle, and then do the audio version of your book, which is audible.com. Um, you're just like, like, there's three income streams off of one, one time work that you do. And now you have three income streams. And if you do a book, like I call these evergreen books where Probably I wrote a book on the JFK assassination, for example, and that's going to be popular in 10 years. So when I'm 65, 70 years old, people are still going to be buying that book and I'm going to still be getting income from it. So you can write on those topics as well to get that passive income. Um, Any other thoughts on on self-publishing, you know, for somebody who's never written a book before that's like a super intimidating idea that they're going to be an author of a book because we always think of that somebody else not me um how hard was it for you to to make that happen your very first book yeah i would say it's more intimidating than it sounds um i actually read an interesting statistic the other day i think it was it was something like 82 or 84 percent of all americans want to write a book so The vast majority of Americans have this desire inside of them to write and launch a book. And the thing is, I always felt that way, too, but I just had no idea how. I had no idea where to start. And it wasn't until I read this book. It's called Published by Chandler Bolt. And it is the most amazing resource. It makes it so easy. It lays out everything from coming up with a great book idea to outlining, to writing, to marketing, to launch. So it takes you all the way through the process. And once I had that resource, it just made the idea of writing a book finally seem like something that I could do. So I sat down and I started writing Money, Honey immediately. Um, the words just sort of flowed out of me. I felt very encouraged by that. Another really great resource I would suggest is um, You Must Write a Book. So this is another book. It's called You Must Write a Book by Honoré Quarter. 
Um, that's another great resource. It goes into even more detail. So I would recommend reading either of those two books to get started. So if you're feeling like this is something you've always wanted to do, you just don't know where to start, read one of those two and you will. it'll be a lot easier than you think. And you know what's so interesting is um, when you write a book, even if you don't make a lot from the book itself, I've just felt like over the years, um, people just look at me in a different way when they like find out <laughs> like people I know that that don't know me as an author, but just people like I meet at church or whatever. They'll Google my name and see all the books I've written. And now I'm like, Jim, the author guy, you know, I'm like this, you know, people look at you in a different way. So I think it can help people with their career, with the, their platform that they're building online as well to have a book. So that's all tremendous information in your book. Do you do a lot um, personally with YouTube or videos or any of that? Are you into that whole what they call vlogging scene right now? You know, I haven't yet, but I have been told by many people that I need to do more of that. And part of the reason is for, for that is because if you're really trying to build a platform and connect with your readers, they want to get to know you and they want to have access to you and see how you really are personally. And being able to be your authentic self on video sort of creates that connection. It builds that trust. So I think it's important to do some type of video blogging, whether it's YouTube or posting Instagram stories, um, especially in the months leading up to your launch and after you launch and you're still continuing to build out your platform. I think it's a great tool. So you will probably see me a little bit more on YouTube this year. That is great. And I know you mentioned in your book that you're also thinking about getting into the world of online courses, which I think you would be tremendous at with all this information. I've I've made a lot of money on online courses, uh, just the same information in my book, but I make it an online course and give people like a chance to interact with me and interact with the other students in the class and, you know, sort of taking it to a seminar type of a format and putting it into a class setting. Uh, people will pay a lot of money for that. I think that's another great idea. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. That's actually my biggest focus this year. Um, I constantly have 50 million ideas so I have <laughs> to learn how to prioritize, but <laughs> online courses is definitely what I want to be doing this year. Um, for example, my first book, Money, Honey, it's called, and I won't, I'll bleep out. It's a, it's a simple seven step guide. For yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Bleep together. <laughs> it has the folks, um, it has the S, it has the S word, the S word in it, but it's a dollar sign. So it's kind of cute how she does that. But, but I get that. That was great yeah. marketing. <laughs> Thank you. And so it's a really great book. It gives, it really gives somebody everything they need to, to know to take control of their finances. But what I'm seeing is that a lot of people want something more direct because the hardest thing about taking control of your finances is having the discipline to really follow through and having the online course where you have a community, you have a person that's giving you homework and assignments and you have the accountability. It can make your chances of success so much higher and people are willing to pay money for that. So that's probably the first course I'll be making. It'll go along with my first book, Money, Honey. And then later on this year, I'm hoping to create courses around how to build specific passive income streams. So how to write a book, how to invest in real estate, things like that. Yeah, I think that would all be great. Another theme in your book, if I caught this uh, correctly from you, is you say a lot of people are focusing on 
quote unquote, saving money. And, you know, I love people like Dave Ramsey, who's a friend of mine. I love like Clark Howard. And I love a lot of these people where their message is bring the brown bag lunch and save money by don't don't go to Starbucks, bring your own coffee in a thermos to your job. I get all of that. And that's smart. But I, I, I think I I think I get a theme from your book, which is the same that I agree with, is you're not going to get to financial independence by brown bagging it. I, I guess maybe there's a story somewhere of someone that probably has done it that way, but you've got to look at building these income streams, not trying to get there uh, by clipping coupons at the grocery store. Exactly. Because is that possible to save up a bunch of money by being frugal, by couponing, by not buying Starbucks? Yes, it's possible, but it's extremely difficult. And I think it's more the exception to the rule. So most most people that try to do that, they just won't be able to save up enough money to get to that $2 million nest egg that they would need to retire. And the, the whole point of passive income is that it's so much easier to attain because anyone can build passive income streams. And not only that, but you can achieve it a lot more quickly. So my journey to passive income only started in 2017. That's when my husband and I bought our first duplex. And it only took us two years to build literally from zero passive income to over $10,000 a month in passive income. So even if someone is 35 or 50 or 60, they, they can still create this financial independence and this early retirement in just a handful of years. And also, one of the themes of your book is geo-arbitrage, which I've mentioned on this show many times, but some people may not really realize what that is because what you're talking about is location freedom with a lot of these businesses. And we were I was just doing a, a big rant in my first segment about a lady in Chicago. Her house is $200,000 uh, in value, but she's paying ten grand a year in property taxes, like almost $1,000 a month in property taxes. But oh, if, if you if you have a, a lot of these businesses can be from anywhere in the world, really like I, I spent uh, a year and a half ago, I went to Ecuador where a lot of Americans are retiring now and you can live there really, really well for like twelve hundred bucks a month. I mean, have a nice home, go out to eat every night. I mean, it's incredible the places you can live and tell us about geo arbitrage and that theme in your book. Yes, I love that. Um, that's a great example. I, so another example, just a real life example, I have cousins that actually live in Indonesia and they're teachers and they're teaching at really great private schools there that would be just like this kind of schools they would be teaching in the U.S. And they're paid really, really well. And because the cost of living is so low, they are able to save an exorbitant amount of money. So they've paid off like a ton in student loans. They've paid off debt. They're starting to save really aggressively. Um, so that's the great thing about geo-arbitrage. And another way where um, where we can apply geo-arbitrage is with real estate investing. Um, for example, we live in Louisville, Kentucky. It's a great cost of living city. It's a reasonable housing market. You can buy properties for cheap. So it's a great place to invest. So when my husband and I bought our first duplex, it cost $100,000. I can just imagine my people, you know, in New York and the Bay Area scoffing at me because and they now that's never both that's both buy. sides of the unit, right? So you own two single family units for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes. So it's two units. So it's a duplex for a hundred grand. So we only had to put twenty grand down. And that's just not possible for someone, say, living in California. So another way to take advantage of geo arbitrage is to find 
um, an out-of-state property and be a long-distance landlord, which I know sounds intimidating, but I have a friend that does this very successfully who also lives in Louisville and owns a rental property in Hawaii. So that's literally across the ocean, and she's renting it out successfully. She's not having to return to Hawaii all the time to fix things. She has people in place. There's no vacancy, um, so it can be done. Wow, that that is really uh, th- that's another way of thinking about things that I never really thought about. Um, affiliate marketing, this is a big one. A lot of people, you know, every I know Amazon has a program, and I have a few ads on some of my websites. I get like a fifty or a hundred dollar gift card every month from Amazon that I use for buying my vitamins and different things. But I don't do a lot with it. But there's a lot of different affiliate marketing opportunities that are out there where you're basically promoting someone else's product, and you get a cut just for the referral. Um, do you talk a lot about that in the book, like like specific programs that you recommend or you just sort of generally talk about the topic of that? So I think in general, the best place to do this is with Amazon. Anytime you can use one of Amazon's platforms, because it seems like they have a platform for almost everything these days. Um, but anytime you can take advantage of their enormous user base, you just know that the numbers are working in your favor because you're going to be getting in front of so many people. And with affiliate marketing, as an example, you know, I do have to be careful on my book to specify what's passive income and what isn't, because there are things like blogging and affiliate marketing where it will take a lot more time in the get-go to build up that passive income stream. And if you're not careful about the way you set it up, you could be sort of veering into the active income category. And that's not really what we want to be doing. We want to make things that are truly passive. So if you're going to get into something like e-commerce e-commerce, or blogging or affiliate marketing, you want to be able to create that platform and that website and that income stream and then outsource it. So that's just something to be aware of as you're getting started. Um, because affiliate marketing, some some people might say, well, that's not passive, you know. Well, if you do it like um, the, really e- the if grand- you do it like an ebook and you write evergreen types of articles, like an article on how to set up a budget, for example, just that as an example, people would read that in ten years. You could still you could have a bunch of ads around an article like that, and that would be passive, wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. So it's either you have to make evergreen content or you have to be able to have a plan in place to outsource to somebody else who can keep creating content for you. Now, another, and then either one of those would be passive. Another part of your book, this is something I know nothing about, but I do um, have some really nice photography equipment and, and I, I occasionally come up with an incredible picture. I'm out at the ocean or, or whatever. And my, my, uh, photography method is I take a thousand pictures and maybe one of them is really good. <laughs> now there's apparently a way you can actually make money. I haven't, so I have like some really a great, I have a great uh, collection of like beach, type pictures that I've taken over the years and and while I've been traveling like in Korea and Ecuador and in the mountains and in Switzerland I've got some great pictures and you say there's a way you can make money by licensing those how does that work so the way that works is if you can set up on a platform a website where you can sell stock photos and I mentioned different websites in, in the book where you can do this Um, But the way it works is if you can upload a bunch of stock photos and license them essentially to be 
downloaded or sold by a buyer over and over again, then that's passive income. And you really have to be careful because it wouldn't be passive to upload a photo and sell it once and give exclusive rights to somebody because then that means you have to continue to upload photos over and over again to keep your stock up. So you have to make sure you set up the um, the licensing in the right way so that you're giving each buyer a license to use the photo, but other buyers can also use the same photo. And if you set it up that way with stock photos, then you can create a really great passive income source um, by uploading, you know, hundreds or thousands of photos once, you know, or, or in a several months time period, and then letting those sit there and sort of sell over and over again. Wow, that's great. So, so like when I've been to Italy, I've got just a tremendous amount of like pictures of inside the Colosseum and things like that. I could put those on one of these sites and then somebody would pay a royalty and I would get a cut of that. Just like when an ebook sells, I get a cut of that money. I, the same thing, it's that similar type of arrangement. Yes, exactly. Very similar to ebook. I think one of the websites that I mentioned is iStock. Right. But yeah, there's a, there's several places you can do this online. All right. Very good. If you're just tuning in, our guest, this uh, segment is Rachel Richards. The book is Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement, The Secret to Freedom, Flexibility and Financial Independence. It's a great book. And what I love about this book, folks, and why you want to get it is it's not just platitudes. This book has a lot of detailed information. Like when she talks about that you should write a book, she actually gives you specific books she recommends on how to self-publish. And that's why my book here is all dog-eared. I've got a bunch of sticky notes in it. I've got a bunch of things circled and underlined. And, and a lot of times after an interview, I'll donate my book to a charity. This book I'm keeping. So just to tell you folks, this is one that you want to get and you want to keep it in your own library. There's so many more ideas in here, um, and we're going to get into more of this tonight, but I just want to remind people you can get the book in Amazon, and her name is Rachel Richards, last name Richards, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S. You'll find her on Amazon. Talk uh, with me about um, the um, vending machine idea. I've never done this, but... I, I know people that have done this and they, and they say that like the biggest challenge is getting a location, but um, you set up a vending machine and then you pay for that machine and you cut, do a split or whatever with whoever owns like the restaurant or wherever it is that you set that up. And then that creates an income, um, almost like a coin operated car wash would create an income. Absolutely. So I was pretty obsessed with this whole idea of coin-operated income a few years ago, and it is a really big category of passive income. And the way it works is that you invest in a machine, and for so a vending machine as an example, and you buy these vending machines, you place them in locations, and then you're earning money passively. So you would just need to go to the machine once a week to restock the machine and collect money, or you can even outsource that to make it truly passive. Um, but Jim, you're right. The hardest part of this is to find the location because it can be saturated depending on what city you're in. So it can be hard to find new locations. But one thing that I've seen people do to get into this vending machine passive income is they will try to look for somebody that's selling their vending machine business. So somebody that already has vending machines set up in locations, sort of buying them out when they're kind of ready to be done with, with that passive income stream. So I have seen people get into it that way. And of course, that has its challenges, too, because you have to find those people and network. But if you can get in and get the locations, then it can be an excellent source of income. 
Yeah, that sounds really great, especially the idea of buying somebody out, maybe somebody that uh, is leaving the area or something and wants to uh, kind of move on to something else. Um, now, you do have some information in here on app building. This is something my daughter, who's she's working on her master's degree now, and she's got an idea for an app. And so her and I have been like working on this idea together. And this you don't really have to be a, a coding expert anymore because there are some apps that are some software programs you can use that kind of make it super easy for even non programmers to build these apps. Uh, how much money can you can you make? with an app. I mean, we all have apps on our phones and some of them have ads on them and some of them you have to pay a little bit of money for. Um, can, is this something you can really make some passive income from? Oh yeah. I mean, the sky is the limit and it's really similar to eBooks because, you know, we've all heard that most people that publish an eBook maybe only sell a few hundred copies. So you have to really make sure you're marketing and strategizing correctly from the get-go. You know, the most important question you can ask yourself when you're, whenever you're creating a product to sell is what is my unique value proposition? You know, why would somebody want to buy my ebook or my online course or my app over the hundreds of thousands that are already out there? But if you can land on that unique idea and you can articulate your, the features of your app, um, then, then you can set yourself up to make a ton of income. And the best way to do it with an app is to set up an app where you have to subscribe to it. So that way you're really creating that recurring revenue. You know, even something as, as low as 99 cents per month. That way you're creating that consistent income stream instead of the one-time upfront purchase. Yeah, so one idea that I had, and I'll, I'll throw this out here, then 10 people will create the app, but uh, I teach the concealed weapons uh, course for the NRA. I'm a defensive shooting instructor, and one of the problems is when people travel, they don't really know from one state to the next if their home state's concealed weapons permit is recognized. And I've tried to find a resource that would tell this information, and there really isn't. And I thought, well, that'd be a great idea just to be, be like a directory, and you could charge someone a buck a month to be able to stay updated on what the laws are in the different states. Another idea somebody queried me about was uh, like flea markets. They're in the flea market business, and they said there's no real... Uh, app or resource that you can get an up-to-date list of all of the flea markets and fairs and places that you can sell. So this would be just like creating uh, an ebook uh, and creating an app. And like you say in the book, if you don't know, you don't want to learn the process of creating an app, all of this can be outsourced. You can hire somebody a lot of times really inexpensively from like the Philippines or different parts of the world who can actually do this for you. Isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. I recommend there's two websites I use constantly to outsource things. One is Fiverr, which is F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, and the other is Upwork. And you can literally go on and find freelancers that will do just about any job that you could possibly have. Um, it's an excellent tool. And I, I love your app idea, Jim, because we're actually about to move to Colorado and we have firearms. So we've literally been spending hours of, of time researching how to do that. So I think that's a great app idea. So I think I'm looking yeah, there forward you go. for someone out there to build that for us. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many little things like that, you know, um, because information is worth something to people and, and people are, you know, will pay for the con in the uh, convenience of it. And, you know, 99 cents a month to have that if you're someone that's a firearms uh, owner. And then th th there can be ads in there, right? So you can maybe if you had an app and you made it free, 
you could get paid from the ads that are inside the app. And those could be affiliate ads. So you could make kind of an ongoing income from that. So many interesting things. Now, talk about drop shipping, because I love this idea. And I have mentioned this before, and I don't know if it's that I don't do a good job explaining it, but I've had people say they don't believe it exists, that it, it's or that it's a scam. How could you possibly make money by promoting something and then someone else actually fulfills the order? Tell us how that works. So dropshipping is brilliant, in my opinion, because you can basically create and sell a product and without ever touching it, without having to invest in inventory. So that takes a lot of your risk out of the equation. You're not going to have an inventory risk. You're not going to have a financial risk. Um, it's all about working with a wholesaler and a drop shipping company that can create products made to order. And you're the facilitator between the wholesaler and the customer that wants to buy the product. And if you can match those two up, then you basically earn um, a piece of that income when that customer buys the product. Now, here's the thing. So the reason my book has done so well is because I'm a lot more realistic about some of these passive income streams. You know, so I think a lot of authors talk about, oh, this is easy to do. And here's a great passive income stream idea. And in my opinion, there's always exceptions and caveats to every single thing. So I outline that in my book. And the drop shipping is one of those things that really got popular probably about a decade ago. And the market became really saturated. Sort of everyone hopped onto this at the same time. So it can be, it can be viewed as too competitive to be realistic. But in my opinion, if you can do, put a little twist on it and sort, try to think of a product that is not currently being offered, or if you can innovate and um, improve an existing product out there and really have something unique that you're offering as a drop shipper, that's where you can set yourself apart and make a ton of money on drop shipping. Yeah, I love I love this idea because there are companies that will let you buy at wholesale and they'll actually ship directly to the customer with your return address on the box. So as far as the customer is concerned, that it came from you. But you didn't have to have a, a shipping department or or anything. You just you're just in kind of the middleman, and and you're making a cut, and you make a lot more than you make with the small percentage you get on affiliate marketing. You make a lot more when you're in the middle on a a drop shipping transaction. Now somebody's emailing from Dallas, and this is a great question, and I've seen this online a lot. Um, they want to know what what you know about using the idea of either a home that you own or even that you rent a house and then use Airbnb to do the by the day renting of that location. Um, I, I saw one guy on Facebook, he, he rents a house, but gets the permission to do Airbnb and then he rents it out by the day and somehow makes double or triple what he's actually paying in rent. But do you, have you ever done Airbnb? Um, this is a great question coming in from Dallas. Yes, I love this question, and I have done Airbnb. It's it's obviously easier when you own the home because then you can do it. You have to make sure you have the permits in your state and that you're in the correct zoning because not all neighborhoods or cities will even allow Airbnb anymore. So you really have to you know double check all the rules and regulations. But um, and even if you rent a home, as long as you can speak with your landlord and you're allowed to sublet or do Airbnb, that can be a brilliant strategy. Um, the one way that I've used it here in Louisville, Kentucky, is for Kentucky Derby. Because people fly in from all over the world, 
and they pay an exorbitant price to stay in a hotel or to stay in an Airbnb. So my husband and I, every year, we have two extra bedrooms. We put them, we list them on Airbnb for like 250 bucks a night. Wow. And then we make an easy $1,000 that weekend. It's Yeah, it's been like a great strategy for us. And you probably get to meet some interesting people and get to see some interesting hats because isn't that the deal? You, you they wear yes. all those hats. <laughs> you should you should have a side That's business right. of right. you should have a side business for five hundred a night. We include the hat, but you have to return it at the end of the day. <laughs> like the, the hat rental is included. All right, so much great information. Um, one other question um, that somebody wants to ask, and we'll hit this, and then we'll let you take a couple minutes and give us your website and any events you have coming up or speaking uh, appearances. Um, so this is coming in from Orlando. This is another great question. They want to know if they get your book, would it give them a path to start part time because they don't feel comfortable? Obviously, who does like quitting your full time job if you have a secure full time income? Do you talk about that in the book, the idea of starting as a part time and then sort of phasing yourself out of your full time job over maybe it could take a few months or maybe even a few years to do that? Oh, absolutely. And I'm so glad you asked this question because that's exactly what I did. Um, I truly think that the, the biggest advice that um, is my pet peeve is when someone says, you know, take a leap of faith and the net will appear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, please don't do that. Go please in and tell your boss to shove it. Go, go tell your boss to shove it that you bought yeah. Rachel Richards book <laughs> and then you're going to you're going to make all that money back in one week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So the smartest way to go about building passive income is to do it on the side. Treat it as your side hustle. Do it in the evenings and the weekends. That's exactly what I did. The entire time I was building up my passive income streams, I was employed full time. So I talk about all the different strategies and the methods I used and how you can either free up your time or free up your money and how to get started on the side while you're still working full time. I think that's the most responsible and best way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. And and two, you know, w with families, I don't know if you have uh, children yet or not, but I know with a lot of families, it's nice to have one person at home. Um, I work from home. So my wife is a teacher. And because I work from home, like I'm the guy that go go and pick up the prescription. The dog has a vet po appointment. The dog has a groomer appointment. The car has to be taken in. The tax return has to be mailed. You know, so I'm sort of the guy that's at home and I have more freedom to be able to have flexibility in my day to be able to do that. Um, so I love this idea for the two, you know, especially if you have children, you know, to be able to have one person to stay home with with younger children. Take our last uh, minute or two here and tell us all about all the ways people can connect with you, uh, any website that you have. I don't know if you have a podcast or just anything else you want to share with people so they can connect with you on social media and all that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So I have two best-selling books, Money, Honey, and Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement. I have over 600 five-star reviews on Amazon uh, between the two books. So anyone can go on Amazon, find my eBooks, my paperbacks. They're also both on audiobooks. So they're in every format you could ever want. And then my website is www.moneyhoneyrachel.com. Um, and if you go on my website, there's a, a, a couple freebies, a couple little bonus gifts that you can get for money management and for passive income. So you can sign up for those. And then pretty much you can search me on social media. I'm um, really active on Facebook and Instagram. So you can search Money Honey Rachel and you can follow me there. 
And you also do speaking engagements. I saw maybe you had one a few months ago here in Florida. Yeah, I um, I spoke at a college, College of Central Florida. I did a keynote presentation for them. So that's something that I do. I'll speak at high schools and colleges. Um, I've also been on the local news here in Kentucky several times. Um, but I'm taking a break from that for at least a month or two as we are about to move across the country to Colorado. Wow. Well, good luck with the move. Uh, my daughter lived in, in Colorado for a while. It's a beautiful area. It's a bit pricey, though, <laughs> depending on where you where you yeah. choose to live. But it's a great area for sure. Yeah, thanks. We're really excited. We're, we, we love hiking in the outdoors, so it's an exciting move for us. Good for you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We sure hope you'll come back again when you have another book. Uh, the book is Passive Income, Aggressive Retirement. Rachel Richards, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much, Jim. Have a great one. All right. Have a good night. Have a great week. Wow. That was a great interview. Uh, I, I forgot to ask her what her present age is, <laughs> but retiring at 27 with $10,000 a month of passive income. How crazy is that? Uh, and I have to tell you, you know, a lot of times these books are fluff and you don't get a lot of details. You don't get a lot of specifics. This is a book. This is written like how I would write a book. This book. I mean, it, it just it's not just here are the the fluff ideas. It actually tells you, like she mentioned, if you want to self-publish a book, she actually gives you books that she recommends that you you would buy that take you through that process. And that's the case with this whole book. Every section of it is not just what you should do, but actually in detail how to do it and even resources that she provides you as well. So I highly recommend it. Uh, you can grab it on Amazon, Passive Income, Aggressive retirement and she also has another book out money honey i haven't read that one uh probably read that one next maybe we'll rebook her to have that one uh uh in a few weeks after she makes her move to colorado thanks so much for joining us reach out say hello my email is jim at christianmoney.com and uh watch me on facebook i'm always coming up with something to upset people and if uh you you enjoy being upset you should follow me on facebook because i do that very well <laughs> especially if you're a liberal and i'm doing a lot more with video on uh, facebook and also on youtube thanks so much for joining us remember if it's sunday night it's jim paris live we'll talk to you next time goodbye everybody 